the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, we've got four lines open. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And if you have a car question or car problem, we'll do our best to help you and point you into the right direction. Um, we're going to get to Dick in just about 30 seconds, but I want to tell you about Kurt's Auto Repair. We have shops, pretty, shop repair shops pretty much all around the valley that I recommend. And so for those of you on the I-17 corridor up near Bell, is Kurt's Automotive is on the northeast corner of Bell and I-17. He does really great work on gas and diesel. He's a master tech. Eric's a master tech. Jeff's a master tech. And the two younger guys are um, are the future of our industry and they are smart as smart can get, and they have a huge grip on how cars are supposed to work, and they understand the fundamentals of all the different systems, air conditioning, ignition delivery, spark delivery, timing delivery, all that stuff. So if you're anywhere near I-17 and Bell, and you don't already have a shop that you love, you're new to the area, may I suggest Kurtz Auto Repair, and that's again on the northeast corner of Bell, and I-17. And by the way, he was a Better Business Bureau Ethic Award winner not too long ago, and, and I think that says a whole lot about Kurtz. Hey, Dick, are you there? Yeah. Dick, yes, I'm, I want to uh, ask you a question. Sure, um, go ahead. Have you started shopping yet? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I've been looking. Okay. And have you been driving any of them and taking them for no, 15 uh, or I 20 minutes? I haven't that far yet. Okay. Okay. I want to I want to narrow the field down to a few selections and then go drive it and then I'll make the decision from there. Okay. But All right. I'm looking for four wheel drive, four door. Uh, what do you think of that Land Rover? Well, now I need three three price ranges: economical, middle of the road, and the top end. Top end. Okay. Then the Land Rover or the Honda Pilot or two of them I'd look at. Okay. Land Rover and Honda. What do you call it? Honda? Pilot. The Pilot. Okay, and I, I doesn't have... Toyota have a Highlander or something like that that is a big four-door, four-wheel drive? I'm pretty sure it does. Right, 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 yeah. And um, so, yeah, the, the Honda Pilot's the top end. Um, the uh, I would look at, and I don't know what the top end on the, uh, on the Hyundai uh, is. I don't know. But I can tell you a lot of my customers um, like the Hyundai line, and I can tell you that that's not a car that we have to call with um, thousands of dollars worth of repair estimates. Um, I know that my guys kind of like to work on them because they don't have major failures that take all kinds of different circuits out. And that goes for the, the three that we're talking about as well. So right. that, that's And then, then here's last. It's all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive? Four-wheel drive. Okay, you know the difference? Uh, no. 
Okay, all-wheel drive, there's no such thing as four-wheel drive because it's in four-wheel drive all the time. The problem with all-wheel drive is is if you blow one tire accidentally, you have to buy four because the circumference of each tire has to be the same. So, like, my wife has a Tahoe, and she she swears that the boogeyman jumped into the driver's seat and kissed a curb and cut the sidewall on one of the tires. But because the tire was, like, 65% worn, I had to replace four of them, and she's got fancy tires and wheels. And by the time I got done with my cost on that, it was almost 850 bucks. So a a four-wheel drive allows you to go into two-wheel drive and only use four-wheel drive when you need the extra traction. So if you have the option, then I would go with just the four-wheel drive. I wouldn't go with the all-wheel drive. Okay. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, Dick. Thank you very much. All righty. And, and folks, when you go buy a car, oh, 602 First of all, I want to tell you something. Um, I'm up at the ranch, and during the break, I don't know if you know what a turkey buzzard is, but it's probably one of the biggest birds that we see around here. It has a, a red kind of a face and a big yellow beak and a wing, wingspan that can be between four and five feet, maybe even six feet. And there's about 12 of them that hang around the pastures here eating some of the horse's hay. But this big dog just landed on the other side of the glass window in my radio studio. And I could have virtually reached out and touched him had it not been for the glass. But I don't think he could see me. But he he reminded me of a young teenage boy as he groomed himself and he was looking in the mirror on the window. But he didn't know I was on the other side. But it was kind of an interesting uh, interaction just at the break. But let's get back to buying cars. Make sure you always dr- drive the car for an extended period of time that you're going to buy. And, and folks, um, I love many of the dealers, and I do business with many of the dealers. But there are a lot of things that I, I'd like to warn you about. We needed a van not too long ago, and we had decided that the Chrysler minivan and the, the the deluxe model with sliding doors on both sides and captain's chairs was the appropriate vehicle for us to take customers home in. So it's a six-passenger. It has front and rear air. It has all the fancy-dancy stuffs. And um, so I, I challenged my daughter, and I said, Andy, if you're going to go out and hunt this, and she was looking at the Hondas and the Chryslers and, and the Fords and stuff, she said, um, I said to her, I want you to buy it for sticker. And so... I want you to just buy it for the sticker. And that means the stick, the vehicle plus sales tax and license. Now, there's going to be some dock fees. The dock fees can be anywhere between 50 and a 1000 bucks. There's going to be all kinds of get-ready fees. I don't want you to pay those. Um, there's going to be a desert protection package or window tent or fancy tires and wheels. I don't want any of that. So there's the challenge, honey. Go out and find a, a Dodge Caravan, a Grand Caravan, and pay sticker for it. So, I don't know, maybe I had kind of bugged her. Hey, how you doing? And she'd just give me a look, or she'd give me the stare, like, go you know, go back to your office and shut up. So one day she walks up to my office, and she goes, come here, look. So I went to the window, I looked down, and there's this brand new Dodge Caravan. And I said, what'd you pay for it? And she said, just exactly what you told me to, and she held up the sticker. She says, that right there. Now... They make lots of profit on the cars, but they also make profit on a lot of parameter stuff. And I went through and looked at some of the motorcycles that I've bought in the last 10 years, and all of them had a dock fee between 100 and $500. That dock fee is to pay somebody to sit down and take your information and generate the title, the registration, and I'm not quite sure that's 500 to to 1000 bucks. Nevertheless... 
you're really shooting to buy something that's the vehicle, tax, and license. Nothing else. Now, I'm going to tell you a funny story that it was humorous to me. A friend of mine called me. Few people have my cell phone, but he does. And he says, there's this special Subaru that um, my son just is, he's approaching 16 and, and he really wants this fancy Subaru. And we found one in the paper. And I said, okay, so what do you want me to do? And he says, well, just, you know, I want to talk to you about it. And I said, well, just go look at it. So he says, I already called about it, and they said it belonged to a little old man, and he died, and it's been sitting in the garage, and it's cherry, and blah, 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 the stereotypical stuff. And so I said, you know, just go look at it. And I said, when you get there, call me, and I'll blue book it for you. So he does. And he says, this is what happened. I walked into the, to the office or into the lobby, and the guy goes, how can I help you? And he says, I'm here to look at this fancy Subaru. And he goes, oh, did you just call? And he said, no. And he goes, oh, he says, we've had so many callers. Let me go see where you're at in queue because you're going to have to wait your turn. So they stood there for a few minutes. And then he comes back and he goes, hey, come on, come on. There's an opening. Come on. So sit down in my office. This is a true story, according to him. And he's a cop. So I'm going to trust him. So they sit down and they start negotiating. He calls me and I said, that's got a $5,000, low book. And they want eleven grand for it. And he goes, yeah, but the guy keeps getting on the phone. Hey, I'm with somebody. No, um, I'm with somebody that's interested. Just have him sit in line. Just And he's making up all these phone calls. And I'm convinced it's the guy next door calling him the, in the cubicle next door. So anyway, then he calls me back and he goes, okay, we're down to 7200 plus everything else is going to bring it up to about 9000 And I said, let me get this straight. They got an $11,000 card that they've advertised that's supposed to be this 16-year-old dream boy's car. And um, they've got all these people in the lobby waiting to buy it. And now all of a sudden they went from 11000 to 7000 for you, even though there's all these people in the lobby waiting to, to buy that car or to look at that car or to drive that car. I said, that doesn't even make sense. So I think you're getting scammed. And if I were you, I'd offer him a stupid number like 5500 bucks plus tax, plus license, out the door, write you a check right now, or otherwise I'm, I'll see you later. I don't think that happened. <laughs> but, folks, you have to, when that little voice inside of your chest is yapping at you, you got to listen. When you walk in and they give you that bum's rush about, oh, it's a special car, you got to stand in line. The line starts over there. Well, those four people over there, and then those six people here, and that two person, they're all waiting for the same car. All that kind of stuff, you, you have to see, go, get through that, and you have to be prepared to walk away. But just here's the key. You can't walk away without a specific number, a specific write-your-check-for number, a specific finance number, period, period, because you can't compare unless you use that number. Out-the-door number. Always hunt that out-the-door number. How much is it going to be at the end of the day? I want to talk about that now. Because they'll they'll throw in an aftermarket warranty in there that's going to add eight hundred dollars a month or a year to the car, or it could add three or four thousand dollars to the top price of the car. So I want to know. Be specific. Give me a list and tell me what the final price is, and that's the way to do it. Okay, who we got, Gil? We have Dennis. Dennis, good morning. How can I help you? Well, good morning, Mark. Can you hear me with my voice? Yes, sir. I can. Okay, I've had a, a hospitalization, and uh, they put a tube down my throat and ruined my voice. So okay. I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to be an opera singer anymore. Anyway, well, I'm 
I'm glad to hear that. After listening to what you've been saying here, I think I'm, uh, I think I, you're talking about new cars and buying cars and things. And I actually have a car problem. And, uh, I think that, that might be a challenge for you. But I got a, a 1980 Mercedes-Benz 450 SL. And for some reason, the fuel injection is overflooding the fuel injectors and there's gasoline down in the crankings. So, I mean, we didn't run it like that. That's what we found when we tried to start it. Is there a remedy for that? And this pretty sounds like it might be pretty expensive. I can tell you exactly where to go to the most seasoned Mercedes-Benz technician I've ever met in my my life. A guy who, in the past, we've called him, and I think his record is 9 out of 10 where he diagnosed over the phone. Now, he's not going to do that for you or anybody else because he makes money in the bays. um, And you might have to drive to North Scottsdale, but there's a guy up there that owns a shop called Goodies. Goodies. G-O-O-D-Y-S. Without, and all he works on is Mercedes. And okay. not too long ago, I called him about a transmission problem, and he told me, ta 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 and he asked me a bunch of questions, technical questions yeah. that most people can't answer. And so okay. we went back and forth, back and forth, and I said to the customer, you know what, I'm going to send you to goodies because I don't want to take the risk. We're talking about a $3,000 risk here. And he goes, well, if you can fix it for three thousand, I'll take it. And I said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take the risk. I want you to go to Goody's. So Goody right. called me the next day, and he goes, I get mad when you send me cars and you don't give me the right symptoms. And I stopped <laughs> giving you, I, I gave you the symptoms that I had, buddy. I got those myself. And he started laughing, and he goes, you, he says, you gave me good enough symptoms where I diagnosed it. And when he brought it in, I drove it and verified the diagnosis i fixed it and the bill was only twenty two hundred dollars and and i said but you quoted me three and he goes well i know i did because i wanted to overbid it because you always do the same and you come in under it and you're a hero and i said okay so you you you, you made both of us a hero for twenty two hundred dollars and he goes fixed guaranteed fixed and i yeah. said okay so i don't know how to fix your mercedes but when it runs right. rich on any fuel injected car when it runs rich it's normally a fuel pressure regulator that's the diaphragm's blown, so we're aspirating unmetered gasoline, or we've got an injector that's stuck wide open, or we've got some kind of fuel flow that we don't expect. And it could very well be that you overfilled the fuel tank and we sucked a bunch of raw fuel forward in the evaporative system when we're supposed to just suck the vapor, and all of a sudden we get about a half a gallon of gasoline and then it fills the canister, and then it runs rich for a very long time, or at least until we get the canister out and get it cleaned up. So I'm going to give you the very best um, advice I can possibly give you is make an appointment and go see Goody and tell him this, for two reasons, tell him this. Salem says that there's no way you can fix this car. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's the the method to my madness. First of all, I don't make a dime on your car. Not one cent. I'm never going to ask him for anything. He's not going to spiff me money. He's not going to give me 2% of the bill, 10% of the bill. He's not going to do that. And if he does, I'm not taking it. And if he insists and leaves it on my desk, I'm going to donate it to charity. So this isn't about me. But it allows a nice way for you to say to him, I'm a referral from Mark Salem. That adds a little bit of pressure to him. (laughs) And I don't mind that. (laughs) And that's what I would do if I were you. Oh, that's wonderful, wonderful advice. And you're the first guy I've talked to that's actually come up with 
any reasonable explanation for this phenomenon. But I put all brand new injectors in it, and they are still all of them overflow. And okay. and of course, I put gasoline down in the crankcase. But uh, man, this is real good news. I'm going to okay. call Teddy and see what I can do. All right, I, I, Mercedes-Benz has an unusual way to deliver pressurized fuel to the injectors. That's It's a Bosch system, and it's not necessarily a real popular one. And I would say probably one out of 30 or 40 fuel injection systems is a copy or, or something that looks like Mercedes. So if you've put injectors in it, we eliminate that, but we still got a fuel pressure regulator, and we still got a pump. And somewhere along the line, we are aspirating. We're sucking raw fuel where we shouldn't. So, Goody may have to run a couple of tests, but I promise you, he's going to give you an estimate, and he's going to tell you what it is. Whether or not you accept the estimate is fine with me, but he'll know what it is. He's a good guy now. Why isn't he on my list? He says, I'd love to be on your list, but I'm way too busy, and sending me more business is not going to be productive for my shop. And I said, I understand that. But it doesn't keep me from sending people with Mercedes to goodies up in North Scottsdale. Thank you very much, Dennis. Thank you very much for that. It's 20 minutes after the hour of 11. I'm going to take a three-minute qu- three break. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And, Goody, if you're listening to me, why don't you call in, 602-508-0960, and diagnose his <laughs> 1980 450 SL that's aspirating raw fuel. So 602-508-0960. Gil's uh, answering the phones. Tell him that you have the diagnosis for the 450 SL, and we'll get you on the air. We'll be back in a minute. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. The following is a paid political announcement. Who will stand with President Trump? Not former Democrat Kelly Ward. Kelly Ward doesn't support President Trump's plans to secure the border and keep us safe. Ward even attacked President Trump's plans to crack down on illegal immigration, saying Trump was making a mistake. Here's Ward. When President Trump goes down the wrong way, he has to have the right guidance and the right advisors nearby. And here's Ward talking about her support for amnesty. People who are here should not have to live in fear. Kelly Ward doesn't support President Trump. Martha McSally is the first female fighter pilot to fly in combat, and she's tough on illegal immigration. That's why President Trump supported McSally's bill to stop illegal immigration and secure the border. My friend, Martha McSally, she's the real deal. She's tough. Martha McSally, the conservative choice for Senate. I'm Martha McSally, candidate for U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. Paid for by McSally for Senate, Inc. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? 200 300 
or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code RADIO20? Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to rid your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our best seller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code RADIO20. 24 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Let me do some business real quick, and we're going to get back to the phones. Folks, there's a lot of gray-haired guys out there that started with a you know the, the 40s and the 50s cars and have gone all the way through to port fuel injection, fancy computers, and all that kind of stuff. And those of us that have been able to travel that path understand fundamentals next to no one else. So it's quite a job and quite a feat to go from carburetors to fuel injection and to cars with no distributor and to air conditioning systems that like we've never seen before and transmissions that have eight speeds. So there's a big difference, but unless you have the fundamental knowledge, you won't make that jump. And that's why Automatic Transmission Exchange in Phoenix is so important to me. Since 1968, Phil and his staff have been doing transmissions. Phil was brought up in the power glides, the very first kind of transmissions, automatic transmissions GM came out with. So they've got these old power glides all the way to the brand new 8-speed electronic shift transmissions that monitor engine vacuum, engine fuel ratios, engine uh, timing, all that kind of stuff, and speed and RPM, everything. So if, if you live in Phoenix, Automatic Transmission Exchange is at 40th Street in Washington. Phil's been around a long time, and there's a good chance he can probably have one of his staff or him take a ride in your car and get doggone close about what it is and what needs to be done. Um, I understand you got Goody on the line. Oh, he hasn't called in, but Joel has. And, Joel, good morning to you. How can I help you? Well, I've got a question for you. In the future, there's going to be very multitudes of automated cars. What kind of master mechanics will you need to take care of cars that are self-driving cars? What kind of training will they have to go through? And there will be a whole new world out there for them. Thank no, you. it won't be. It won't be a whole new world out there because computers are running your car today, and we understand that. I'll give you an example. The backup camera is going to come on with the uh, when you put it in reverse. And the backup camera has radar on it, and it says at six I'm going to go tick 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 at six feet away, and at four feet it's going to go tick 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 tick, and then at three feet away or before you crash it's going to go beep. So we already know how to test all that. So you have the autonomous cars, and the autonomous cars are going to basically have radar 360 degrees. They're going to be watching cars around you and stuff like that. And when the car has a problem then it's going to take it out of autonomous mode and force you to drive it. And then you're going to bring it into the shop, and we're going to talk to the computer, and the computer's going to say, I lost sight of the right side of the car. And so you take the car, and you start looking at all the different sensors, and you say, talk to me, talk to me. Oh, you're alive? Okay, thank you very much. And then you get to one, and you go, oh, come on, come on, talk to me. Nope. Do you see this? Do you see as I, I put a piece of wood along your radar sensor? Yes, I don't see it. 
And so then you crawl underneath the car and you go, oh, well, somebody ran over a curb and cut the wire harness. So you put the wire harness back on and then you tell the computer, do a self-check. And it says, oh, I see all the radar sensors now. Good. Then now you're autonomous. So we already do that today. We already have cause and effect. We already know what the computer's thinking. And you know what? how we talk to the computer? In numbers, languages. So the computer understands one through five. One is parked, and five is supersonic speed, and everything in between is there. So even though it's one, two, three, four, five, we're going to divide one, two, three, four, five into a thousand different markers. So the computer understands voltage, and we understand the voltage and the computer. So when it's running rich, it, the, the O2 sensors are screaming, five, 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 and the computer turns down the faucet for gas. But if it's saying, give me more fuel, give me more fuel, I don't have any power, then the computer opens up the faucet for gasoline. And it's all in numbers. The, the, the communication and the language is simply numbers. And as long as you know what the numbers mean, you're going to be numbers. All righty. Who do we have? We have Goody. Oh, okay. And, Joel, uh, I know that uh, you, you, had, you had hung up, and I hope that answered your question. But the answer is, is none of us are afraid of autonomous cars. We're going to be able to fix them. Okay. Hey, Goody. The I don't know if you heard, but the guy had an 80 Mercedes-Benz 450 SL. He had put injectors in it, and it's running really, really rich. And I guessed fuel pressure regulator. I guessed something with the injection pump, but it's running really rich. And I also guessed that maybe he had and he filled up the tank too full and flooded the evaporative system, and it's running rich. How close was I, Goody? Oh, all those are possible, but unlikely. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's okay i told him up front i wasn't a mercedes guy what do you think it is well that car's got cis injection system which is actually pretty easy to to troubleshoot the, okay. we see the same problems over and over again that's not a normal one that we see often the particular one the first thing i ask you have to ask if somebody actually adjusted it um but things that come to mind where they if they're getting raw fuel in the intake uh the most common would be a, ba- a bad fuel distributor. Okay. And okay. but there's the other things that come to mind is a cold start valve stuck open, uh, a pressure dampener with a bad diaphragm in it. Okay, uh, now that's a, a fuel regulator. pressure regulator, right? What's a, yeah, there's the, there's two diaphragms by the fuel distributor, and they both have diaphragms in them with a vacuum line to to lead off if something were to leak out of them. Okay, and folks, what he's talking about, there's a trampoline between two big caverns, and um, and, and the trampoline kind of controls fuel pressure, but when we get a hole in the trampoline, then the engine just aspirates raw fuel, and so we go in and we fix the trampoline. Is that close, Goody? That's close, and they also use, as fuel pressure regulator, they use a warm-up regulator to, to uh, control the, the control pressure, and if that was stuck in a, in a wrong position, you're, it's going to run real rich. Okay. Diagnostic is between what and what? Usually what do you can charge diagnostic? It usually can be done in less than an hour. It were to, you know, it, uh, I don't know no, what we need numbers. There. We need numbers. Is that is an hour between 25 and $35? 115 to, to maybe twice that to about 230 depending okay. on what we're going to So 25 to 35 is out of the question? To, out, totally out of the question. Okay. We'd open the hood All for right. that. 
<laughs> okay. Well, I, and see, we don't talk hours here, and I know that you don't know that, okay. but it's okay. We yeah. don't talk hours because that's too confusing. We just talk dollars. Yeah. That's why I was razzing you about the dollars, and I guess 25 to 35, sure. but I didn't do that in public for you. All righty. Thank okay. you, Goody. Thank you very much. And when we come back, we're going to take your calls. And I, I'm sorry that I'm a little bit behind, but Rick's first, Bob's second, guaranteed. We'll be right back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. Minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock, we're going to go right to the phones like we promised, and we're going to start with Bob. Bob, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. How are you? Good, good. Hey, I got a 2002 Buick Century, and it went to emissions and got a not ready. I had changed okay. the battery out on, on June, like June 21st, went about 900 miles, and uh, still getting the same thing. Okay, do you still have the check engine light coming on? Never have that never had that come on. Okay. All right. What what's happened here is when you change the battery out um, of course, the, the reason why we're doing emissions like we're doing now is because everybody would disconnect their battery and that, that would delay the illumination of the check engine light and then they would pass emissions when they really shouldn't. So now we're looking Correct. at what we call the monitor, the ready monitor, and obviously yours hasn't reset. I want to tell you something about the ready monitor. There is a process that you can find on the Internet, but you're going to have to get somebody to go with you. And it's a very difficult thing to pull off. For instance, and just I'm, I'm, this is tongue-in-cheek, but it's this silly. No, I, I think I got up, here. Yeah, I, th- I think I know what you're talking about, that nine-step deal. Yeah, and, and you have to do every one of them. And if you miss a step or if, if it says to do it for 10 seconds and you don't do it for 10 seconds, it's going to throw you out and, and start you all over again. The best thing you can do is drive that thing everywhere you go as much as you can over the next week. And there's a, a very good chance 
that if you can put a couple hundred miles on it in the next two next 10 days to two weeks that the monitor will reset and your garage can look at the monitor for you and tell you whether it's reset and you're good to go to the emissions okay i've gone like 1300 miles and they check it and i still got uh a not ready on the evap and a not ready on the heated o2 okay well um you, you have two problems there and even though you you say you didn't have a check engine light, those two codes are there. And when you disconnected the battery, it should have shut those, turned those. If those codes were fake codes, then it would have cleared them and stayed. So now you have to go back in and you have to figure out the EVAP problem and the heated O2 sensor problem because those two aren't going to reset. If you had a clear conscience at the beginning before you took disconnected your battery, you'd have a clear conscience afterwards. But clearly huh. you didn't. So you got to go get the EVAP and the heated O2 sensor. And and to be honest with you, the diagnosis on one and the other is pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. Okay? That's the best okay, I can offer you. you. Okay. And uh, Gail. Gail, good morning. How can I help you? Hi. Good morning, Mark. Um, we are going to have uh, our daughter is going to be a dri- driving in about a year and a half, and we're starting to think about, that whole question. So um, we were wondering, is there, uh, in your opinion, is it still a good idea to teach kids how to start out with manual? And um, I was also wondering, in the times we live on now, and their phones are attached to them at the hip, um, if, if learning how to drive a manual first would keep them more engaged and focused on the road as they're as they're new out there behind the wheel. Yeah, um, that is a big problem. You've hit the nail on the head. It is a very big problem for parents. Um, I can tell you that the only person in my family that can't drive a stick shift is the lady who runs my company now, my daughter Andy. And we tease her all the time because all the other kids learned how to drive a stick. And Mm -hmm. someday she will learn how to drive a stick. Um, I think she tried not too long ago on the Corvette, and I think she got first and second down. Yes, the stick shift will keep their hands busy, but it, they have hands-free capability phones, so they can set it on the dash and still talk. For me, mm-hmm. um, I would monitor them on find friends, and I would look and see when they're moving mm-hmm. in their car, and then I would write it down, and then I would look at their phone, and if, if oh, they had erased yeah. all the phone calls, then, of course, I'd just take their keys away. But um, mm-hmm. there are there are different ways for you to die or to to be able to keep track of them but but frankly if you can't if you can't get them to do what you want them to do then you're going to have to go to plan b which is punishment and for me it was just take the keys away because that's the worst thing you can do to a 16 year old boy or a girl and as far as buying a car i would buy a car with as little and few seats as i can i'd probably get a two-door that was another question of mine yeah and so her dream car uh is a jeep and i was thinking well jeeps i wondered how safe they really are uh tip factor and things um and also but i did know you know they do make two-seaters okay well i can answer that Um, i'm not going to buy my kid a suburban because it sits nine kids and that means eight of them are going to sue me when my when my kid crashes a suburban so exactly. I'm gonna, I gave all my girls a, a, a pickup truck with two two. I bought her bought them an old Chevy or an old Ford or an old Toyota pickup truck with two seats in it. That way, there's only one other person that's family's going to sue me when they crash. 
Yeah. So, right. and, and then, and that means there can't be 15 people in the vehicle telling them what to mm-hmm. do at one time. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. they can't say no and shut up or stop and kick the mm-hmm. person out, like most kids mm-hmm. and most girls won't and can't, then, mm-hmm. I, so that's what I did. I got airbags. I got pit, small pickup trucks. You can get automatic or standard, whatever you want. But I put, mm-hmm. uh, they, I, I bought nothing but a, a conventional cab with bucket seats. That's what I did with all three of my kids. Oh, that's, I'm so glad I, I got to call you today about that. Um, okay. And do you recommend any certain makes or models to no, look at? No, they're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. drive by Braille the first year anyway, so I'd buy mm-hmm. me something used, something that had as yeah. little owners as possible. Some old gray haired guy that wants to get rid of his pickup truck that has all the receipts in a three ring notebook. That's the kind of car you want. But but I, you know I I moved them up you know after they were eighteen years old I helped them move up to something that they wanted. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. they were under they lived under my roof they drove cheap. Uh, to to now. The girls ended up with big blazers, and Alan ended up with a fast Camaro. But during mm-hmm. the time that they were 16, 17 years old, they drove um, pickup bucket seat pickup trucks. i got to run, but thank you very much for that question. I don't think I've ever had that question, but it did give me an opportunity to give you the very best advice that worked for Mark Salem. And that's, that's something I can offer you. We're going to be back in just a minute. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Are your credit cards out of control? Owe more than $10,000? Are you paying one card and delaying payment on another? Here's what's really happening here. Your credit card companies are shaking your hand while stabbing you in the back. They want you overextended. Even worse, they hope you think you have to pay it all back. Credit card companies have finally been exposed. There are steps you can take to become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. They're regulated by both federal and state agencies. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and have over 25,000 five-star reviews across accredited review sites. Do not take out a consolidation loan. Do not declare bankruptcy. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call now, 800-948-4144, 800-948-4144. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is 
on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock every Saturday, we're here from 10 to 12 talking about car and car repair stuff. My website is called MarkSalem.com, MarkSalem.com. Salem spelled like the cigarette, S-A-L-E-M, or the witch trials, or Salem, whatever. Mark with a K, Mark at Mark, and my email address is Mark at MarkSalem.com. If you have a question during the week, you can always send it to me, and I'll, if you give me a phone number, I'll call you back, but it's going to come from a blocked cell phone for obvious reasons. There's some good shops on my website, and Larry Harker's Auto is one of them. Uh, they've been in business since 1967. Bob and Ellen own Larry Harker's Auto, and Bob is one of the finest diagnosticians that I've ever met in my life. He just has such a fundamental grasp on cars and trucks and gas and diesels and stuff like that. He understands them. So when I hear somebody on the west side, or actually somebody anywhere in central, north, and west and east, I'll say to them, you, you need to take that car to Harker's. And the story will start out with, I've had my car to every, sh- every shop in town and nobody can fix this. Well, you take it to Larry Harker's Auto and leave it with Bob and, uh, and he'll find it and he'll fix it. So they've been around a long time, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Ellen runs the front counter, Bob runs the shop, and Bob, that's where he's at every day is in the shop. So it's not like he's a figurehead. He actually, his fingernails are dirty, and you'll know that when you shake his hand. So that's Larry Harker's auto. I'll tell you about another one, too, and this is strictly diesel. It's up on north in North Phoenix. It's on the I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Nate owns strictly diesel. He does great work on the Chevy, Fords, and Dodge diesels. He doesn't do school buses, and he doesn't do big trucks. But he is a wizard when it comes to diesel repair and diagnosis. Nate stands about 17 feet tall, and he's got hands bigger than a tennis racket. But he's the nicest young man you've ever met. And he's exactly what you hope that your daughter brings home someday. Somebody this kind, this gentle, and this smart. So if you've got a diesel and nobody else can fix it, then Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. And they also have a website, and they sell parts on the website. So if you want to compare cold air kits or you want to compare different parts to make your diesel run a little bit better, a little faster, or even get better fuel economy, then go to StrictlyDiesel.com. All righty. Um, I'm going to tell you a quick story, and this is a, is a true story, but and I'm a good storyteller anyway. So my son turned 16 years old, and my wife just called me and reminded me that I did not give him a two-door car when he was 16. But Alan had worked at the shop for pretty much his you know younger life. 
So him and I went to an auction, and they had an IROC Camaro there. And so uh, we bought the IROC Camaro. Alan did with his money. And we took it to the shop, and we fixed it up and made sure everything would work and stuff. And I gave him the keys, and I said, you're going to get in trouble with this. And when you do, you're going to be in big trouble. No matter what the policeman says, I'm going to be madder than he is. So fast forward. I don't know, a year and a half later, he behaves himself with no problem. A year and a half later, I get a call from the Highway Patrol, and they said, we need you to come over here to Warner and I-10, and we have your son. And I said, is he okay? Yes, he is. And so I drive over there, and they, I introduce myself to him, and I said, so what happened? He goes, well, he was drag racing, and he's in big trouble because we're going to give him a drag racing ticket. And I said, good, that's what he needs. So I went over to him, and I, I said to him, you might as well just kiss that car goodbye because you're not going to have it. It's gone. And I said, you know, we're talking, you know, dad to son. <laughs> I said, what were you racing? And he goes, oh, never mind. And I said, no, 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 what were you racing? And he goes, it's not important. I said, what were you racing? You only get three questions. You only get three chances to answer the question. And then it's doubled. You're in double trouble. He goes, that, that little Honda Accord over there. And I go, well, let me get this straight. You got an IROC Camaro and you're racing a four-cylinder Honda? I said, that's about as stupid as I've ever heard. So anyway. I take his driver's license, I take his car away from him, and we have to go to court. So I go to court with him, and I said to the judge, it's an eight-point ticket. He'll lose his license for a year, but I have middle ground if you would just hear me out. He says, I'm, I'm all ears. And I said, I have reprogrammed his car where he can't go more than 30% throttle. I shut the fuel off at 31%. He can't go faster than 45 miles an hour because at 46 miles an hour, I shut the fuel off. So he can't go fast, and he can't go, f- and he can't even spin the back tires because he can't do it with thirty percent throttle. And he says, I, "I forgive me, but I don't believe you." And I said, "Well, come on outside, and I'll give you the keys to the car." And so he says, "Well, I got a couple more things to do, and then I will." So I give him the keys to the car, and he goes drives, and he comes back, and he goes, "How'd you do that?" And I said, "I'm not going to tell you, but my question to you is, is if you let him speed to a speeding ticket, and he'll pay the fine, and he'll go to school and do all that stuff, I'll leave that software in there." until when and he goes will you leave it in for six months and i said i'll do whatever you want he says six months and he has to behave himself in six months because if he gets any more tickets then the deal's off so i said fine so he went six months but you know what the biggest deal was for him he says dad i can't even go up paintball shooting in north phoenix because i can't get on the freeway because it'll only do 45 miles Oh, but those were the good old days when, boy, we could pirate those cars like there's no tomorrow. So I took it back to him at the end of six months, and I said to him, here's the prom I took out, and this is the prom that I'm going to put back in. So I'm going to give him the car the way it is. Um, For six months, he's had that prom, and so I think he had to go to school, he had to pay a big fine, and he had three points on his driver's license. That, That was the extent of our experience with him, and he was my oldest child and so that's the reason why the girls got two door pickup trucks and um, they had air conditioning and they had airbags but they only had one other seat (laughs) and I'm blessed because neither one of my girls decided to drag race a Honda Accord nevertheless that's the most important thing I ever had to do was buy buy or I didn't buy the kids cars because they paid for them um but to be involved in the purchase of your kids' cars. And um, I'm, I'm a big fan of wrapping the kids in as much metal as you can. Um, back in the 90s when my kids were started to drive, we didn't have the speed collisions and we, we didn't have the people dying like we've got now. So I think I'd get something with as many airbags as possible 
that certainly would be something that I would think about. I would also limit the amount of people that um, could be in the car because the more people that are in the car, the more stupid suggestions come from the peanut gallery about what the driver should do and not do. And so those are the kind of things as a father of three and a grandfather of five. Um, those are those are the kinds of things that the young adults probably should look at, especially with boys. And certainly my girls weren't completely um, immune to trouble with their cars. But most of the time it was just because they were um, six and a half seconds late on their curfew. <laughs> And the worst part about it is, is all during the 70s, their dad was a policeman. And so um, they, they, there wasn't really a lot that they could pull over my, the wool over my eyes because um, I, I had um, friends that, uh, that would um, look up stuff for me back then. Can't do that now, but back then. So those are the kinds of things that uh, you young kids um, and young parents are going to have to deal with. But airbags are important and um, seating positions are important. And the last thing I would ever buy for a 16-year-old young man or a woman is a Suburban that holds nine people. Certainly it's a big metal object and they're really safe in that, but there's, um, you know, if it's a nine-passenger Suburban, there's eight people telling the driver what to do, and I think that that's a bad idea. And like I said earlier, there's going to be, if there's a car wreck, there's going to be eight of the families that are going to be suing you. So um, I think to minimize your exposure to lawsuits and minimize your exposures to real negative stuff, then, um, you know, small cars with one other seat is a, is a good idea. When it comes to car repair, um, you're going to be told that you need stuff from no matter who you do business with. So dealers, independent stores, chain stores, one or two-man shops, all those places will tell their customers that you need to have this and I'm going to give you three things to respond and this is called self-defense for car expense for you ladies I'm talking to the ladies now if you're told that you need a fuel injection flush um, and it's $199 $299 I think you should smile and say let me get my owner's manual and you show me where it says that that is a maintenance stop that's an that's some maintenance item I need to have and you're going to see somebody stumbling and stepping and fetching because it's not in the owner's manual. And that's just made up. The same goes for a transmission service. You need a transmission service at 30,000 miles. Can you show me in my owner's manual where it says that? Because most cars today are between 75 and 100,000 miles. So the 30,000 miles might go good for a 70 or an 80 or a 90s car, but since 2000, it's not going to fly. And last but not least, you can say to them, what symptoms do I have today that you're going to fix? So I need a tune-up. What symptoms do I have today that you're going to fix with a tune-up? And this is what you're going to hear. That's what you're going to hear, because those are the three of the hardest questions in the world to answer. You're standing there in front of a service writer who's not a technical person. He's the parrot for the grizzly technician in the back room. So the grizzly technician says they need upper control arm bushings. So he bids, he or she bids upper control arm bushings to you. So if your husband's there, your wife's there, you say, well, what symptoms do I have today that you're going to fix? Now, if it's a bona fide issue and at good shops, you're going to hear, I bet you have a clunk 
when you come to a stop, and I bet if you take off kind of rapidly, you have another clunk, and the clunk is in the front end. And if the customer goes, I do have that. And they say, well, that's what I'm going to fix. Because that's exactly the symptoms associated with either upper or lower control arms. we got a clunk on stop and a clunk off takeoff. That's the way it is. So there are symptoms. You need all your motor mounts. What symptom are you going to fix? Do you know what the biggest symptom on a motor mount is? Is that it vibrates in driver reverse. Your car vibrates in driver reverse. You're just sitting there. You're just sitting there. You're not moving. The car's warmed up. You put it in reverse, and there's a vibration in the car that you can feel. Feel through the seat of your pants. Feel through the, the steering wheel. You can see the mirrors vibrating a little bit. You put it in neutral, the vibration goes away. Or it can also be drive. You put it in drive, the vibration is there. You put it in neutral, and the vibration goes away. So if you need new motor mounts and you come in, if I were the technician, I would say to the service rider, talk to him about a reverse to neutral vibration or a drive to neutral vibration and show him. So when they say you need, you know, you need a motor mount or you need two motor mounts or you need three of the four or whatever they say, what symptom are you going to fix? Well, let me show you. And you get in the car and you put it in drive and you go feel that vibration. Yeah, I, I noticed that. It goes away in neutral. I haven't noticed that. Well, come here. You sit here and I'm going to tell you what to do. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Okay, I'm going to fix that symptom. So those are the kinds of things. And last but not least, this is the most misunderstood thing in the whole wide world. And it just happened to me the other day because I was on the freeway and I saw some people without estate plates off to the side of the road. So I stopped. I said, what's up? And he says, well, we're overheating. And I said, okay, let me look. And I popped the hood and there's no leaks. And I grabbed the upper radiator hose and it was hot, but we were coming up Slate Creek Hill. And I said, can I start it? And he says, yeah. I said, well, I'm a mechanic, so I'm, I'm just asking if I can start it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So I started up, and the, and the gauge is at three-quarters. And I says, well, I thought you said it was overheating. He goes, well, it is. And I said, no, this car is designed to run between half and three-quarters. Besides, you just came up the mountain. So it's going to run on the hot side of half to three-quarters. And he says, well, I didn't know that. And I said, okay, well, you're at the top of, of the hill, so when, on, for the next five miles, you're going to be on downhill slide, so it's going to cool off really fast, so you just keep going. I promise you, there's no water on the ground. Your overflow is full. The upper hose is hot, and it's firm, which means it's holding pressure. And I'm perfectly happy that the gauge is at three-quarter. So it was a man and a woman and three kids. And I followed them down the hill to make sure everything was okay. But the most misunderstood part of this whole thing is where the needle should run. And there's just way too many people that say, my car's overheating. And the first question is, is well, where are you at? Well, it's, it's, it's at half. Well, that's not overheating. Well, it never ran there before. Every car made has been designed to run between three-eighths and three-quarters. Some of the older cars are going to run a little less than half, but everything since 1996, maybe, 1991 to 1996, that has a 195 thermostat in it, that thing needs to run between half and three quarters. That's where it belongs. We know that a hotter motor will be a more efficient motor, and it'll last longer. So that's why in the 70s, cars needed to be rebuilt, and the engines at 100,000 miles, and we had a car in the other day that had 511,000 miles on it. And obviously it was the newer model cars. Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email address. If you have a question, give me the year, make, and model of your car. Tell me what the symptoms are, and I'll help you the best I can. My name is Mark Salem. Please wear your seatbelt. Please drive safe, and I'll see you next week. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.